What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Here we go. Hey, it's Blind Tony. And you know what? If I'm not reading Braille or teaching in the office, you know what? Or walking into the ladies' restroom And you know accident, what? I'm usually listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Hello. Thank, thank you, Tony. Tony, he's doing everything you're hearing. Listen to that. How about that? Some serious skill there. I'm always, uh, I don't know what it is. Blind people have the power to do that. It's in the uh, makeup of every blind individual. They just have to learn to tap it. Okay? You know, you hear about uh, blind people. Oh, well, the blind, they have better hearing. That is a myth. That is not true at all. They all have, however, instead of superhuman hearing, an unbelievable musical talent. That was just proven. I don't know if you saw it. It was an article that was published somewhere every member of the blind community has the ability to play like every member like all the members of emerson lake and palmer so they're blessed with that but not all of them can execute that tony there was able to capture it i remember at a young age at the uh, local uh elementary school talent show and I've told this story before, but this is true. Um, we had just moved to this area. And uh, at the local auditorium for the school district that we, uh, our, we'd we send our kids to, you know, you got uh, one kid will walk up and has like, uh, is, is like playing a triangle or something. And she walks up and she goes ringy, ringy. And, and then everybody goes, oh, that's what incredible. Now it's shit. Okay. She can't, she, she's a sighted individual. So it was terrible. Uh, and then, uh, another kid comes up and, and, uh, starts to sing and it, it sounds like shit. And so I'm like, this, this is the worst. My daughter gets up there and, um, it was such a, a terrible performance that I didn't want her to come home. I, w- I was, uh, I had my fingers crossed that 
some maniac would steal her and I'd be on the news. It was, it, I know that sounds terrible, but that's uh, how awful the performance was. Every child there sucked, but my daughter was not abducted. So, you know, that's a win. However, there were some people in the audience who I think were potentially uh, child molesters. I just had that vibe from them. But no, it, it, that didn't happen. And then whoever organized the talent show of these eight-year-olds was smart enough to put the closer at the end. And that was Tony. And I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it was that guy you just heard who did the voice for it. Hey, this is blind Tony. He's grown up to be a uh, incredibly important person in, uh, well, in any community that he lives in. He's just awesome. And he gets up and he's got a, there's a flying V guitar up there and he just starts to shred and all the other parents are like, oh my God, this kid is so, he's making my kid look like an asshole. So, you know, they were all offended and I'm like, don't be offended. There's no way you can compete with a blind virtuoso. So he destroys on the guitar. I think he played like some, I'm not kidding you. He played like a Metallica song or something like that. And then he went over to the keyboard and he, he destroyed on that too. He was like Ray Charles and James Hetfield in one fell swoop. And he had the Ray Charles blindness. Is there a blind guitarist that I need? Jeff Healy. I don't know if he wants to be compared to Jeff Healy. Well, anyway, he was incredible. And uh, I remember him. He was so into it that there had to be a person. And it might have been my wife. I don't know who it was. But because he gets so into the music when he was at the piano, he started to lean. And that's one of the superpowers of the blind. They use their body to hit notes. So he's like leaning like I am right now. And he's falling off the chair. And then someone has to like put him upright. This is fucking incredible. What the fuck is going on here? Now, I know what a lot of you are suggesting. Our pal, uh, Blind Saul, who was... Uh, in my opinion, horribly offended by Ben in the last edition of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. I don't know what the fuck happened there, Ben. You you gotta sign up on Patreon to hear what happened. It was it was ugly. It was terrible. I actually I take it back. I posted it on the um, free platform. In the free view of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. You can hear it for yourself. I didn't want to repeat it. Poor Saul. He's just having a good time. And then Ben fucks it up with some stupid crack. Saul has this ability. He hasn't yet tapped it. Um, and I know he still has the ability. He, well, all blind people do. Saul, he moves. You can see him moving. And he does this Stevie Wonder thing. Uh, and so that proves it. So all we need to do is buy him a bunch of instruments and, you know, you can be a, a better bass player than, uh, uh, Jaco Pistorius or Getty Lee and a better guitarist than, you know, name of fame than Jimi Hendrix, better drummer than Neil Peart. He's got it all. 
I know he has that ability. So now we're going to have to have a little Tyke's drum set sent over to his residence because Saul is is a little little furry fella. He's little. Now he's he's a man's man with a, a thick amount of fur on his body. We all saw it. Sarah pointed it out when his pants fell at the great food giveaway, but that is that just goes to show you how much of a man this little fella is. So we need uh to send him musical instruments and recording equipment so we can, you know, tap into this resource of I mean, seriously, he is a walking bank. If he wanted to, it would take like one he'd be like that um who was that one chick from England that was uh, got to do like a a, a a drum battle with Dave Grohl? What was her what was her name? Uh, Nandy Nan- Nandy Bushell was that her? She was fantastic. Saul's a million times better than her, and she can see. So Saul would crush her spirit, and you know, without even trying to. When she becomes of age, I'm sure she would be uh, turned on by Saul. So I, I, I just wanted to throw start out the show um, by throwing my endorsement to um, cultivating and facilitating all the musical talents of the blind. No, they do not have superhuman hearing, but they do possess every blind person the uh, incredible ability to create and perform music. So that's uh, basically how I wanted to start the show today. Because of Blind Tony, who right now, I think he uh, works with the blind people in his uh, in his community in Alaska, of all people, or of all, of all places, so of all people. So uh, anyway, that's the start of the show, which is brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware, where the show happens actually in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Each and every weekday uh, right here. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of it. Uh, I forgot to get into a story that I wanted to tell yesterday, but completely forgot. And um, it comes to us from my uh, trip, uh, my limo driving that I did on Saturday, which it had been so long since I had uh, driven limo. And um, so long, in fact, that when I sat in this uh, car, this nine-passenger limousine, I don't know if Jason Schaefer was the last one to use it or what, but um, the seat was all the way back, and Jason is like seven foot nine. So now I'm little. I get in the seat, and my feet, if I extended my foot, my toe, I wouldn't hit the gas pedal. I'm like, my God, who's the uh, who's the ogre that was driving this? I better put the seat forward. I hit the thing on the side, and the seat doesn't move. It goes... What the fuck? So... I'm pretty sure Jason Schaefer, who is, uh, like I said, close to eight feet tall. And because of that, uh, I think he's uh, 414 pounds. He has destroyed the vehicle. The seat will not go forward. 
I had to go into back into the uh, uh, driver's lounge and and um, I'm not kidding you. Get a uh, um, a couple con- things of um, you know how like uh, when you're putting new paper into the copier, they come in those those packs. I had to get several of those uh, uh, packs. I guess they're eight and a half by eleven for copy paper, and um, put them on the seat to move me forward, so that I could actually reach the pedals. You know how they talk about like sitting on a phone book. Well, it was that. I had to stack several of them just to be able to reach the fucking pedal. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So uh, survive or uh, adapt and survive. So I did that. And how embarrassing is that? You're so damn little. You can't reach the pedals. Don't tell the boss that I did. Well, I had to get it done. I mean, I was still buckled in there. I mean, it was fine. And I could, I was, uh, it actually worked quite well. Uh, credit to me and my, uh, uh, Armenian ingenuity for making that happen. But that actually happened. I mean, it was humiliating. I'm like, I'm so fucking little. I got to do this shit. Um, but that wasn't the thing that I missed, uh, that I wanted to tell you about the most. That was funny, but, and annoying. I got back to, uh, the shop and I was like, please fix this because we've got a, crew there that fixes all the vehicles like you you must do this i don't know what the hell is going on here but if i use this thing again i don't want to be fucking sitting on uh copy paper jesus and and it was all like on the back i wasn't sitting on it it was just to move me more forward in the seat it was the only way i could do it jesus um i mentioned in the story yesterday that i wandered off i drove the uh, group to the amway grand to get pictures taken these are um school-age kids for the big dance, you know, so they're getting pictures taken uh, at this this nice hotel with a photographer. So, all right, great. And I'm standing there waiting. Now, um, I am fairly confident that I look very gay on a regular basis. Um, a lot of people have gaydar. They can tell which, uh, what people are gay and the gays know who is gay the gays have gaydar as do a lot of people who are non-gay now as a non-gay person i can see one of the gays from a mile away okay that all rhymes and uh well, I'm looking at my phone and I just happen to look up as one of the local gays is walking by. Now, well, Eric, how do you know he's gay? It's like, well, you just know. It's unbelievable, impeccable grooming, perfect skin, extremely uh, flamboyantly feminine yet attractive and i mean this is that type of gay now not every gay person is outwardly projecting it there are i have several people that i know that don't project their gayness people that uh i don't even know now that are gay that are still in the closet but some of the gays 
exude it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And they don't care. And that's the way it should be. Okay? As you know, I don't have a, uh, a prejudiced bone in my body. But the reason why I bring this up is because I am 99% sure that if I wanted to, I could have had this man's penis in my mouth uh, in the bathroom right then and there. We had a unbelievable amount of hitting on Eric with a nonverbal. So I'm there looking at my phone. And again, I, I, th- I throw off the gaydar. Gay people think I'm gay and non-gay people think I'm gay. I look kind of gay. I've talked about this before. Uh, a lot of times I dress gay. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, for one reason or another, I, I put off the vibe that I want a ding-dong in my butthole. Or I want to put my ding-dong into a man's butthole. So, all right. That's, that's just the way it is. There's nothing I can do about that. And I don't have a problem with that. Fuck. There was a time when I was a homophobe when I was at a uh, Meyer store. And I'm, I'm such an idiot. This is just goes to show you how a person's brain changes um, as years pass. But there was a time when I was putting my groceries into the trunk at my Jenison Meyer, the same store I go to now. And a man, I talked about this on the radio and I look like a real asshole. I look like a fucking, uh, a hate, uh, hate monger. Like I was, uh, well, like a homophobe, a man drove up and he said, Hey, and I turned around. It's a true story. And I said, Hey, and he goes, you got a nice ass. He said, but you got a nice, butt." I just want to let you know, you got a nice, butt." and I'm assuming he was gay. I guess I don't know. I guess you can be a non-gay person and talk about it, but I'm pretty sure the guy wanted my asshole. And I turned around and I was like, all like, oh no, a man said I had a nice butt. Oh, I must, I'm so offended by this gay, gay maneuver. And you know, this nowadays is if a man said I had a nice butt, I'm going to be like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. That is extremely cool of you to point that, point that out. I've, I'm a different person now than I was back then. So I actually, and if I had done this, if I were on the radio now and I did this, I'd be fired. I can tell you that right now. I went to the radio station the next day and talked about how um, disgusted I was with that. It, it's fucking terrible. Um, so that actually happened. My point in this is the gays love me. The gays want my dick. And I they think I'm gay, so they, they hit on me. I'm at the I, uh, Amway grandkids getting their pictures taken. I'm looking at my phone, and this guy is so gay. And he comes walking by me, and he he I he just passes, and I, I just kind of look up. And just as I look up, he turns around, and he he looks at me with his gay face, and looks down, and looks up, and looks down, and kind of does an eyebrow raise. He does he one of those deals. And then turns and keeps walking. And I, you know, he had to have been thinking, I sure hope he follows me to the restroom because I'm going to swallow his semen. Uh, that's the impression I got. I was like, this guy was just checking me out. Now, the difference now between Eric now and Eric at the Meyer, I was like, still got it. Still got it. The local gays love your old pal, Eric Zane. 
Rando checking me out. Wanted to take me home right there. I am fairly confident. I've had um, more uh, gays hit on me than non-gays. I can count on like, well, I well, actually, I can't remember when um, a woman walked up to me and would hit on me. But men all the time, gay men want me. It's a fact. And I'm proud of that. I am proud that, you know, in the event that something uh, happened to the queen of the forest, if I decided to open up and broaden my horizons and say, ladies, I'm open for business and men, I'm open for business. I I can, you know, pick and choose. I'm probably going to get a great man to take care of me one day if I wanted to. So I'm very, very proud of that. This show is available each and every day on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Welcome to all of you. I appreciate it. It is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Sarah, who was with me last night at Bosco's, which I'll get to in a second, she said, Melissa was looking at you like dessert last night at Bosco's. I didn't get that vibe. Not the uh, Melissa who usually accompanies us in the uh, uh, Twitch stream right here. Uh, This sweet lady who I could not remember her name at the time uh, came walking in, who we know from back in the day. uh, um, Our kids played hockey together. And, uh, oh, my God, good to see you. And Sarah swears to God... um, that she wanted to take me home. How do you, how could you possibly say that? It was just a normal interaction. Hey, how are you? I didn't even, I said, Hey, I didn't say your name, uh, which Kevin Kuypers noticed. I couldn't remember it at the time. I couldn't remember it until she left. She was all over you. She was not all over me. You, you were all over Andrea. That's all over someone. I don't know. I don't think that that's the case at all. I thought she just, it just seemed like a normal interaction to me. Now, but people have said to me, Eric, you don't even know it when women hit on you. And that might be the case. Maybe I am. um, Maybe I'm just only aware of dudes because I'm a little gay. Maybe I'm more gay than I thought. I don't know. All right. Thank you again for following on Twitch. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Follow me on Facebook. Thank you for being there for me on that as well. Uh, Several uh, few days in a row now. Not uh, suspended again. Trying to make that the uh, the norm. Uh, Facebook is also taken care of and brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. I'm on Twitch at Eric Zane Show. Not Twitch. Damn it. Um, On Twitter. Follow me at Eric Zane Show. Hang on a second. Let me read Twitter. On Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance, the Medicare Advantage Plan expert, uh, sponsors my YouTube channel, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Please uh, follow the page and hit the bell notification. 
We have deer meathead tomorrow with my uh, soon-to-be 88-year-old dad. My gosh. Thursday, my father turns 88. So tomorrow, we'll have deer meathead. And then on Saturday, I am going to be with him in person for his birthday celebration at Charity Scam Mike's house. So that's going to result in a Saturday edition of Dear Meathead on Twitch with my dad, World Book Jim, Charity Scam Mike, and me. I don't think the four of us have been together in person for any type of live streaming event. I think we were on the radio one time for a family feud game. Remember that? <laughs> that was a fun time. I enjoyed that. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be together and you can watch it. So make sure you follow on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Hit the follow button so you know when we go live on Saturday for that birthday celebration of Dear Meathead, my dad turning 88. I remember one year ago, when, um, because when I write the descriptions of Dear Meathead on the podcast, it says something like um, questions answered by my 87-year-old father. I remember when I changed it from 86 to 87. Now I'm changing it from 87 to 88. And the man has no idea. The man has no idea how important these days are. Um, uh, and I, it all boils down to, I mean, you can probably count on one hand, maybe two how many more of these celebrations we're going to have. And I know that sounds like, oh my God, how can you possibly say that? But uh, you know, I mean, I'm a, we don't live forever. We don't like to think of that. And, um, you know, these are the things you do not take for granted. These are the all hands on deck moments. And you do whatever you can. You have to be there for these parties. And uh, because you just don't know, you just don't know. So, uh, you wrap your mind around these incredible events. And he's like, I don't, my birthday present is, I want no one to come see me. And so that's not going to work. Now, some people might say, well, it's what he wants. He doesn't. That's a lie. That's what old folks say. And they don't mean it. Because then... One minute after their birthday, they're like, why didn't anyone come see me? Yeah, you're just like, ah, well, dad. Uh, and then so I actually have gotten in the habit of saying, well, I'm not doing it for you. Huh? Yeah, I just want to see you. You know, I want to see you. So I guess you're just going to have to live with it. Okay, okay. He just kind of backs down, you know. It's like, you know, it also gives me an opportunity to see my other family members. That's the, this is like the most important thing in the world to me, you know? So there you go. Speaking of family, last night I was with my extended family at uh, Bosco's Pub. I wonder if I can do, um, by memory, everybody who was there. I think there's one person I can't remember their name, and that was um, uh, Sick Fuck Dean's. Uh, sister uh, Donna, who was there, who's, you know, as you know, running for governor. Um, she showed up. That was great. And she had with her her security guy. She's got a dude who, like, protects her. It's her own, like, secret service because crazy fucks um, might want to, like, uh, uh, kidnap her or something like that. And that's true. I'm not even bullshitting. She brought a security detail with her. 
Um, so Donna was there and security guy. I don't know his name. You had Jason. You had Andrea. You had Marsha. You had Shelly. Stephanie. Hold on. Oh, I'm going to fuck this up. Mike. Boring Dean. Half Black Neil. I love how these nicknames just kind of pop up around people. Um, Amanda, well, I've got something to say to you coming up. You're going to love this. You're going to be like, uh-oh. Amanda's going through this, uh, um, like, uh, moment in her life when uh, she wants, you know, someone to... Uh, help her i guess she's struggling with eating and her weight and she's like going around looking for someone to help her well i got help for you it's coming oh my god she has asked me before you gotta you gotta hit me right between the eyes on this oh you're dead oh my god you're gonna be so motivated when i get done with you today you're gonna run through a wall she was there she ate a salad too um, oh my God. Um, you had, um, Sarah was there and Brad, her husband. That's a first. That is absolutely a first. You know, we're hitting on all uh, cylinders when she's able to get her, her, uh, her husband, Brad to show up. Kuipers was there. Kevin Kuipers was there. And then Dennis G showed up. With his daughter, Star, who after I was introduced to her, I turned around and introduced her to people as Char. Fuck me. Who am I forgetting? Am I forgetting anyone? Um. Oh, Terry. Terry was there. I actually just remember that. Terry and Beth were there. I knew. I'd, I'd, I remember in that spot on the table where uh, Andrea was with Marsha, I knew I was forgetting someone. And I think that's it. I'm pretty sure I got that. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. That was fun. Um, but it did not disappoint. Here's here's the thing that stood out to me about that. Uh, in addition to this uh, to this nice lady, uh, Melissa, who I haven't seen in a while, that uh, Sarah says uh, wanted me to bone her. Not true. Um, Sarah, it took a little bit for her to get warmed up, but then she started to, um, uh, let it, let it all fly. Now, again, we are in a super conservative part of the world. And despite that, she, nothing's ever gotten in the way, uh, of her having a good time. And when she's having fun, she gets louder and she wants to make sure that everyone hears you uh hears her and in addition to saying it loudly she'll say it like five times in a row and so at one moment uh andrea who wore hooker boots i mean she looked fantastic absolutely incredible and uh not at all appropriate for work i i still stand by that the way andrea looked which looked like she was going out clubbing um, and was then going to have kinky sex with her husband. Um, that is the way 
Kate in New Jersey dresses for work. And there is, uh, it is now even more firmly cemented in my mind that that is inappropriate attire for work. But that's the way uh, Kate dresses like a high-priced hooker when she goes to work. So there was that. Well, anyway, um, Andrea is walking around this place giving all these uh, old Hudsonville people boners. And then Sarah walks up, and she's done this before. And just I, I'm not even looking at them, and I hear, I got my hooker boots. This is, this is, this is Sarah's inside voice. I got my hooker boots on. I got, and then she says it five times. I got my hooker boots on. I got my hooker boots on. And she's just, she's just repeating herself. And I'm like, okay. I turn around and look at her and her legs are wrapped around. One leg is wrapped around Andrea's. Okay. And she's, and Sarah's not wearing hooker boots. She's wearing Allendale boots, which is like a pair of Uggs. Or, I don't know, in her case, it was probably like those poverty Uggs you get at the fucking dollar store. She's got her leg wrapped around Andrea, who's just laughing. And Sarah keeps repeating this line about her fucking hooker boots. And all these other people in the place are like, oh, fuck me. They're all, like, looking at her. I'm like, you know, the the point of uh, of marketing Bosco's marketing on the show is to is to bring customers in not drive them away because you're making the other people who aren't with our group ridiculously uncomfortable but she doesn't give a shit oh my god prior to that she's sitting next to her husband Brad who's just kind of like oh come on he's just you know, he's, Brad's very quiet you know but he's he's cool you know I I love Brad and he's starting to like uh, be dealt into the group now. He's realizing that uh, this, this is why he's like, I'm not going anywhere with you. This is why. Um, Amanda is talking about having another dildo party. And um, she's, you know, talking about having Diana uh, do one and one with my daughter, Jacqueline, which is fucking horrible. And then about Sarah possibly doing one. There was some weird dynamic going on because Amanda sells dildos. And then uh, Sarah says, I don't need a dildo. I got Brad here or something to that effect. I forgot what she said. She said, and it was really like uh, aggressive sexually. And you just give the impression that she's that uh, Brad's face uh, that uh, last night looked like a glazed donut uh, after they got home. You know, I mean, uh, he had to have a snorkel on with the uh, extended meat tarps that were suffocating him uh, in the bedroom after Bosco's. You just got that impression. So, and and then she says it like five times, of course, louder each time. And I'm just like, no, easy. Take it. it there, there's no walls around us. We're not in a secluded room. There's a, there's the kids eating their kids meals and their dino nuggets right next to us. And she's talking about hooker boots and, and sitting on Brad's face and wrapping her legs around people. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. Sight to behold. Real sight to behold. And then uh, sweet Donna, Dean's sister, you know, she's um hanging out. And uh, I'm like, Jesus, this is these are your constituents. These are going to be the people are going to vote for you 
These are the people, if you are able to win the governorship, uh, you're, you know, you, you should make them your cabinet going forward, which by the way, I had a nice talk with her. She is, I mean, she's got her fucking act together. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. Um, I guess she was, uh, I, I didn't, uh, I don't know entirely how the process works, but I, I guess it comes down to, she needs a number of, um, signatures, um, in order to be on the ballot even for the GOP election, which happens in August to determine who will be challenging Whitmer. And, um, she makes a strong case for her just by talking to her. I really enjoyed talking to her. She was, um, she's great. She's just fantastic. And, uh, uh, I don't want to go down the road of politics here because I don't want to bore anybody. But um, I tell you what, she makes a strong case. I just, I just hope she doesn't try to tap into um, the MAGA maniacs because I don't like any of that. I don't like any of the uh, uh, whole fucking um, the election was stolen bullshit. If, if that, if it goes that route, I am, I'm not interested in any of that. None of it. So I just hope it doesn't go that way. Cause I, I'd love to vote for, her. I really would. But if it gets to that weird spot with all that brainwashed bullshit, I, I, I am not going to do that. We are not going to go down that road. So we shall see. All right. I just spoke with my friends from Shoreliner Striping, and this is not like uh, telling you to stripe your parking lot, but they reached out to me and they said they need help. So get this. They want you to earn $20 an hour to start. 20 bucks an hour, uh, all day, every day, from now till the summer ends, well, to the fall at least. And I don't know what they do after that, but... They need you yesterday, and they don't care if you're 17 years old or you're 77 years old. They need people right now. They will teach you the trade of sweeping parking lots with high-end equipment and striping the parking lots and painting the, the yellow arrow and shit. They need you right now. 20 bucks an hour. In fact, I already forgot half the shit they wanted me to say. So I should probably bring in the man himself. Hopefully he'll pick up the phone. Zayner! He's going to say, hey, Zayner! Zayner! Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm good, buddy. Good morning. Good morning. You're on the podcast. <laughs> I was just informing my friends that someone's going to make $20 an hour striping parking lots with you. You bet. We're looking for help. Okay. Um, would, uh, what, uh, would they work all the way through the fall? Is that, is that when you're in business? All the way till the snow flies. All the way till the snow flies. Any age requirements for this job? Nope, looking for someone uh, with, with flexibility who, who wants to make some money and uh, has a valid driver's license. So, um, pretty much busting it all day, every day. Uh, we can work with you. We uh, we got a good uh, a good group of guys, and 
we're just looking for some help and uh, got a lot of work to be done. And uh, someone who wants to, uh, who enjoys working outside, uh, likes to uh, good with their hands, some well, mechanical yeah. background, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that sort of thing. Yeah, and of course, you're going to teach them everything they need to know. They're going to uh, uh, learn a very specialized trade, and it could uh, amount to something really, really fantastic, or it might just amount to a seasonal, uh, a, a big paycheck for half the year. Absolutely. Okay. Um, any other thing I need to know? I mean, I told them 20 bucks an hour, but is there anything else that I should tell them about uh, uh, things that are, uh, 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 you know, kind of like a, a carrot to dangle uh, in front of them? Absolutely. There's lots of uh, bonuses that can be reached. Um, also, big projects, uh, bonuses involved in our large-scale work projects. And uh, flexibility with, uh, we have different shop work that can be done, um, sweeping and our sweeping truck that can be done, striping out in the field, um, on fields with us, striping in parking lots, uh, cleaning and maintaining equipment, um, all sorts of things um, where all kinds of incentives um, that we can uh, like to help out. Now, I'm encouraging folks to go to shorelinerstriping.com and uh, they're the, well, or, or just call you. Is that, is that, is that what you'd like uh, me to have these folks do? Yeah, we're going to, we, we will have some information posted on our website, uh, shorelinerstriping.com, but uh, they can also call me uh, directly uh, at any time. Is that 536-1985? You got it. 616-536-1985. There is a question. Uh, any heavy lifting involved, and is there a drug test? No drug test. And uh, if you can lift a five-gallon bucket full of paint, that's about the hev- the. That's the only heavy lifting there's that that that's involved. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Um, I uh, I remember one time this year, earlier in the uh, hockey season, uh, there was a guy from the Griffins. Uh, Ryan was his last name. What's his name again? Um, God, I forget his name. The, the dude who wanted to fight you. And I tried to get you on the show. Do you, do you remember that moment earlier in the year when the guy, I think, I, I think you threw him yeah, out. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. That was it. He, 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 uh, he wanted to fight you, Tim. Oh yeah. He, uh, he didn't like, uh, I called a hooking penalty on him in overtime. Wasn't it? Wasn't a big fan of that. Right, right, and uh, holy crap! And it was a hook. We watched it uh, a- afterwards. It was, it was a, it was quite an easy call, actually. Uh, I thought so. I mean, it's got to stick. Uh, it was overtime, so I'm going to be a thousand percent <laughs> sure if I'm calling a penalty in overtime. <laughs> um, rumor on the street is you're hanging up your whistle in the American uh, Hockey League. Is that? I am. Uh, I'm. I'm done like dinner. Uh, how so? You're now. Well, when when is your last game roughing? Uh, it'll yeah. It'll be April second, Saturday, uh, for the Jeff Hogan retired jersey retirement night. Oh, that that is exciting. Okay, well, he's like I guess stealing the limelight from you. Well, that's okay. Yeah, everybody comes to watch them anyway. <laughs> okay, awesome. And you're and you're gonna be uh, roughing uh, tomorrow night as well here in uh, in Grand Rapids. I will be. Who else is uh, part of the crew? Uh, Sean Fernandez, myself. Um, I'd have to look at the two lines. Uh, that's all right. 
Screw the linesman. <laughs> all right. Hey, you're a good man. I'm going to have folks contact you about this gig, all right? Perfect, Vader. I appreciate your help, buddy. Yeah, buddy. My pleasure. There you go. That is uh, Tim Mayer, Shoreliner Striping, all-around great guy. And that's a that's a fun gig. Uh, you, you'd be working with Tim. You're gonna get lots of sun. You're gonna lo- you're gonna work your ass off. You're gonna lose a ton of weight. You're gonna be ripped. You're gonna have cash in your pocket. You know? Can you imagine if uh, pretty much if you're the type of person that does seasonal work, uh, if you throw in twenty bucks an hour, let's just say nine hours a day times six days a week, that's a thousand eighty a week. Uh, times 26 weeks hey there you go that's uh that's a nice twenty eight thousand dollars plus not even counting bonuses for a half a year's work that's fucking great okay uh what you do then is you go to uh shorelinerstriping.com they're gonna have a landing spot for the job as he indicated but uh the the phone number at the top where it says call us for a free quote 616-536-1985 Call them, see where uh, see where it goes. You know, just have a little conversation with them. You know, everybody's hiring these days. Easiest thing in the world to do is get a job. This could be a good in between job while you're looking for your next job too. They need bodies to stripe the parking lot. Okay, there you go. We took care of that. Um, I got uh, I went through a uh, a spell of a of anxiety yesterday. Um. When I was tipped off by uh, Mark Rollison. Mark is a listener of this show. I think Mark still lives in New Orleans. And uh, boy, man, I tell you what, fear crept across my heart. Let's see here. Mark. Uh Hell yeah, you made cringe of the week. Now, on my friend's show, Carl, who are these podcasts? In addition to roasting other shows, there's a, people will submit things that made them cringe. Ooh, ow. Okay? Cringe of the week. And um, he says, you made cringe of the week. And I'm like, oh, no. And uh, I'm like, uh, over what? He says, uh, better listen to the show and find out. So I went into, um, uh, I went over to, um, threads podcast to do a crossover episode with them yesterday. I'm at Jason Terry's house. More on that a little later on. Jesus. And, uh, I'm freaking out and I didn't even tell him this. He's going to hear this. You were freaking out the whole time. I'm freaking out. And I kept looking at my phone, waiting. I'm waiting to find out what I was made cringe of the week about. Like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please don't let it be something that I know was terrible. So uh, I get in my truck to drive home after the Threads podcast, and I'm, uh, I go to their site, or I go to their, their podcast, and I'm just uh, crushing the fast-forward button, like 15 seconds, 15 seconds, seeing if I can pick up what they're saying, and I go through the whole show. I detect that I wasn't talked about. So I started over while I'm driving. I'm just looking at the road, hitting the button, listen for a few seconds, hitting the button, listen for a few seconds. Nothing. I can't find it. And I wrote, uh, I went through the latest episode thoroughly. I couldn't find it. He says, well, I'm at work. I'll find you a timestamp. 
at about that time, I realized I can't wait. So I call Carl. I go, did you make me cringe of the week? He goes, oh, yeah. I go, what? And he says to me, he goes, well, I was this, uh, this guy uh, was listening. Someone sent it in and uh, was listening to the lost Zane recordings. And I'm not going to tell you what Carl told me. I'm going to play it for you. All right. Um, but when he told me, when Carl told me what I said, I immediately breathed a sigh of relief because I was like, oh God, because it could have been, I'm not kidding you. In the last week alone, it could have been one of a thousand things that were like, e, ooh, I don't know about that. So this is from their show. It was um, Carl, dude named Vinny, and Shuley, Shuley Egger, um, who does his own thing now, and he, uh, for years, was on the Stern show. This is how it went on their show. And I have one more Cringe of the Week featuring our friend of the show, Eric Zane. This is going back to 2016 when he was on WBBL. And uh, apparently he was hosting a live show at a local VFW on Are Veterans Day. Are you really going back that far time to kick Eric Zane in the balls? Listen, this came in from Mark Rollison. You know? He's doing his job. <laughs> oh, no, I'm fine with it. Fuck Eric Zane. <laughs> right, Go get him, Carl. <laughs> so he's on Veterans Day at a VFW. Assholes. And he says this. He shows up to my house yesterday with my dad, and he's got an 18-pack of beer, a Bud Light. And then um, it didn't dawn on me until this morning when I woke up. But, well, he had like two or three beers and a shot at dinner. And then, so that was at the restaurant. And then oh, in wow. the house... There was eleven dead soldiers. There was a, that's a bad that's a bad term on Veterans Day. I apologize. That's ridiculous. Oh my god! I meant cans of Bud Light. There's eleven cans of Bud Light for God's sake. Dead soldiers. <laughs> oh, that's great. From sea to shining sea. Oh. Oops. Whoopsie. Oh fuck. Son of a bitch, but damn it, that's funny. Um, yeah, that that put me at ease. I was like, thank God that happened. That actually, I'm actually glad that happened. Oh, Jason says it would have been worse on Memorial Day. It was still pretty bad. I mean, in that room, some of you were there. I don't remember that happening. Linda says, oh, my God, I remember that moment on the air. I don't remember any of that. In fact, I feel kind of bad that I was talking about Charity Scam Mike drinking so much. Jesus, he's sitting right in front of me. Oh, God. Cringe of the week, your old pal Eric Zane. And so Mark, the guy who tipped me off, you heard Carl talk about. Mark is the guy who... uh, He sent it in. The fucker sent it in. Oh, my God. That is great. That's actually very, very good. I'm very, very happy about that. Um, I see Jason Terry is here right now. Jason, I'm going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about, in just a little bit, my experience at your residence. I think the the, uh, Twitch stream is getting glitchy as weird. It's it's all kind of like odd here. 
there's something going on on your end, folks, too. Am I? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? It looks like it's getting hung up or something like that. God, it's stupid. I hope not. I don't want to have to restart this shit. All right. Okay. So cringe of the week. I'm happy about that. Hey, I got the Patreon going on today. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I just heard from uh, new Patreon member Jason Rogers, who sent me a really nice email. Uh, email. I said email. Uh, thank you, Jason. I'm going to read that to finish out the show. Very, very kind of you to uh, send that along. So Patreon is where you go to get more content. You see, um, the plan when I started this whole thing, three years, two months, and a handful of days ago, was uh, do the free podcast, have fun. At some point during the free podcast, encourage people to go, go to the Patreon where there's more content behind a paywall and it helps keep the lights on in the household and uh, i really haven't done much different since then um the free podcast is uh, backed financially by sponsors the patreon is supported by your dollars thank you if you've supported in the past um or continue to i have a uh, 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 enough people who've signed up and then canceled because they hate me now that you could start it all, start a whole new Patreon of just people who hate me. Eh, something about omelets. You got to break the eggs to make omelets, but you all have been there from the beginning with me and hung with me. Thank you so much for that. I actually thank the people that left, you know, that is very kind of you to do. Sorry that things didn't work out, but you can come back anytime except for a couple of you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You got to work super hard to be on the banned Patreon list. We have on one hand a number of people that are on the banned on Patreon list. You got to be a real cock to be banned on Patreon. For me to actually say, no, I don't want anything to do with you. Stay the fuck away. Enough enough anyway patreon.com slash eric zane i just got an unbelievable urge this is going to be on cringe of the week again to stretch my freaking hip oh my god i did some strong ball sitting yesterday you're like what are you talking about what are you talking about? you have to sit i have to sit on a softball and it is for about five seconds, some of the most intense pain you can have. And then you got to roll your hamstring and your glute on a softball. And it, uh, it pushes the death out of the nerve and the muscles. It is ridiculous. It's very, very effective, but I, I can't do it here. But you know, yesterday before Bosco's, I busted out mile repeats and it's the first time I've felt comfortable enough running where it didn't cause me pain. And it has to do with one of you suggesting that I roll out the leg with a fucking softball. And it's something I knew, but I'd forgotten all about that. That is even effective, but my God, did that work? And then, uh, doing that amount of work on the treadmill allowed me to feel comfortable enough to order the Luigi burger and Holy shit. Uh, half black Neil 
turned me on to this. It's a hamburger with pepperoni, uh, two or three mozzarella sticks, and marinara sauce. Are you kidding me? And it's huge. You got to smash it. And then uh, plan on using about 15 napkins when you eat it. But uh, at first, I didn't fit, I wasn't able to, uh, I was afraid I wouldn't be able to get my mouth around it because it's so damn big. And I was afraid I was going to dislocate my jaw like I tend to do. But I hung in there. And then once I got some momentum, that thing vanished. Sarah goes, you ate that whole thing. 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 Getting back to Sarah, can't say it just once and can't say it with a normal inside voice. Sarah's normal inside voice is like this. Holy shit. Impossible to not have her presence known. God. If we ever get invaded, all right, if the U.S. gets invaded and all of us Zaniacs are at Bosco's Pub and we have to hide like Anne Frank and the Russians are about to kill us all, all they need to do is get our whereabouts, we're dead. Because we'll all be sitting there going, shh, shh, shh. Okay, okay, okay. Ugh. Unbelievable. And then Brad. Brad is just like, he doesn't say a word. He's having a good time. But he's like, come on. Jesus. All right. Completely digress. Supposed to be talking about tag accounting. I cannot believe I've already burned through an hour of time. Jesus, I have barely even got to what I want to talk about here. I'm having too much fun with you guys, even though it sounds like I'm mad right now. I'm not. Tag accounting. Get your taxes done by choice. 616 301 9516, the world famous tax hobbit. You got a month, I think, to get them done. Is it April 15th? I don't know. When is tax day? It's coming up. Uh, reach out to uh, tag accounting. You can um, go to tagcpa.net if you want, and all their contact info is there. Tag, T-A-G, cpa.net. Anywhere in the USA, get your taxes done. You can do taxes uh, from any state. Um, or you can just call and make an appointment, 616-301-9516. You're like, Eric Zane, I'm not in West Michigan. How is he going to do my taxes, you dumbass? No, come on. This is a, a world that we live in where you don't have to be anywhere. Okay, you upload all your documents to him via his online portal, and then that's it. You're, it's taken care of. Your, your appointment is made. He'll let you know when he's actually doing your taxes so that in case he needs to call you with some clarification on something. Uh, but it, it's that easy. So you're like in two places at once. Now, if you want, you can be in person just to see the legend himself at work working at his uh, little tyke's desk. Uh, 616-301-9516. The tax hobbit himself, Troy Ginzer at Tag Accounting. Okay, don't make Jason Mays cry. Buy Amsoil, 616-747-0233. JMSynthetics.com is the website. You can shop by piece of equipment that you're putting the uh, lubricant in or by product. 
you uh, figure out what you want, and then you can just text Jason with that same number, which is on the website, and say, hey, I need this, this, and this. And then it shows up at your door. That's it. You're supporting a sponsor uh, who is just dying to make the uh, meter move. And uh, he is he is an unbelievable sponsor. He's been a great help to me. Thank you so much, Jason Mays. I bust his balls for being a whiner. Um, and that's because he is. 616-747-0233. JMSynthetics.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, Bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right. Sticking with the letter theme, A and E, heating and cooling, 616-516-8579. Uh, if you need any work done for your heating or uh, and cooling system, you uh, you call A and E Heating and Cooling. Their website A E Heating Cooling dot net, and then uh, off you go. If you need a new install of a furnace or an air conditioner, get them both done. What the hell? He will install the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. There is a uh, heating and cooling company in town who. Um, it's uh, they they put their mom in the advertisement and the mom has the most grating, annoying voice I have ever heard. And it's so bad that when I see the commercials, I think very, very dark, bad thoughts about them. And oh, fuck me. What a turnoff. It's like. Her voice is so grating. Like, even if you if you didn't know about Joe Martinez, which you should always call him. In fact, call these other idiots and get a uh, and get a uh, uh, what do you call it? An estimate from them, and then have Joe beat their price, and he will beat their price. I promise you that. But these assholes, fuck me. Take your mom off the ads. You are losing money. If I did not know Joe Martinez. And I had to choose of a heating and cooling company. And I, I had uh, uh, seen your ad Ugh. with your mom and her screechy ass fucking weirdo voice. 
I I wouldn't do it. Ugh. Let me see if I can find one. might be it oh fucking a i'm probably gonna get in some kind of trouble with this i don't give a shit i hope you can see that ever notice how the best things come in 12 yeah 12 eggs 12 pack of root beer and Daikin's 12-year warranty. It's the best. Daikin covers their furnaces and air conditioners for 12 full years. Whoa, almost everyone else is 10. And you can get an air conditioner for under 2,900 bucks. When you want the best, call my sons at Jacobson's and go for the gold. All right, that's not a bad one. I need another stupid one. That's not the one I wanted. Maybe it's this one. These guys do these stupid-ass corny ads. Customers gold medal savings. Ow! Four! Like our gold standard carrier air conditioners, starting at just $27.95. Four! Or get your existing unit. I hope the dude hits the golf ball and he hits his mom. Checked by one of our gold standard technicians for just $83. Four! When you want the best, call my son to Jacobson's and go for the gold. Nice shot, Jeff! Shut up, you asshole. Uh, Jason says the football ad is the one you want to uh, play. Kyle says uh, my husband uh, hates these commercials. You, got, you uh, Somebody like, wait, his husband? Yeah, he's gay. He's married to a man. Football ad is bad. She does her stupid dance. Sarah says Brad is always making fun of their commercials. Uh, Candyman Mike says it's terrible. God. Horrible. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to look at these anymore. I've wasted enough of your time talking about these assholes. All right. Can you imagine if they go, yeah, hey, uh, we'll, we'll pay you double. Then Joe Martinez, like, hey, go to Jacobson's. They're great. Fuck those guys. No, I can't do that. All right. <sighs> Moving on. Uh, thank you to Tyler for sending this one along. Uh, this is um, a story about tennis player Naomi Osaka. Um, he sent me an email that says something to the effect of, I cannot believe this crybaby and how thin skinned she is. She, she, she shouldn't be playing tennis. She shouldn't be playing a professional sport. If just one little comment is going to make this type of dramatic response. So she's playing at a place called Indian Wells. And I guess some chick stands up and says, you suck or something like that. And my God, this chick lost her mind over this. And she lost the match too. And so this is the same chick who I think she uh, recently did one of those deals where nowadays um, the way people are, you know, uh, people my age are better than everyone who's younger than us. Okay. 
people that are uh, like 40 and under, not all of them, but a lot of them, you know, millennials and under. And some of you are millennials and you're like, I don't act that way, but enough of them do act like this. Where if things get off the rails, they let it bother them so much that they have to be institutionalized or they have to go in a safe space for about six months or they throw themselves into traffic. Uh, I don't know what happened, but it might be uh, me, a generation uh, X person's fault for raising our children our way. And that could very well be. Did, Did we make a bunch of pussies? Is that what happened here? Is it our fault um, that we didn't beat the shit out of our kids or something like that? Now, I know I used to chase my kids around and I said to him, I go, if I'm chasing you, you better run. And if I hit you, you're going to know it. But if you get away, good on you. But when it's game on, when you piss me off, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. So I think this is because shithead parents did not beat their kids. And too often they don't now. Um, and that's a big mistake in my opinion. So here you go. This is what happens when, uh, parents don't beat their kids and they become pussies like this asshole. Osaka is out at the BNP Paribas open falling in the second round after a fan heckled her from the stands during the first set a four-time major champion, former world number one, was facing Veronica Kudermatova and had just broken in the first game of the match, just been broken. And that's when a woman in the crowd shouted at her, as you can clearly hear in this video from Indian Wells. Now, this guy right here, uh, I have a feeling he wants to he wants to talk about this the way I am now, saying that she's a soft shithead. But he can't do that. It's Disney, ESPN, so he has to act like he gives a shit younger opponents was super happy about that (laughs) (laughs) Naomi you suck this is great super happy about that (laughs) you hear the crowd go Osaka became visibly upset stopping play asking the chair umpire if the fan could be kicked out also asking if she could use the umpire's microphone to address the crowd what asking if the fan could be kicked out and then say give me the microphone I want to talk to her what a supervisor came on court play would later resume after a lengthy discussion Osaka ended up falling six love six four that's when she did end up addressing the crowd I just want him to say thank you. Um, Oh, come on. Give me a break. uh, Yeah, I feel like I've cried enough on camera, but... um, I've gotten heckled before. Like, it didn't really bother me. But, um... It's... Like, heckled here, like, I've watched a video of Venus and Serena getting heckled here, and if you've never watched it... Oh, you could actually hear that booger. Did you hear that booger? And I don't know why, but, like, it, it went into my head, and I it got replayed a lot. Um, I'm trying not to cry, but... Oh. 
This is horrible. Thank you and um, congratulations. Again, she lost. Get the fuck off the court. Yeah, just thank you. Get your shit and get out. But on behalf oh. of everybody here, that uh, out of about 10,000 people, one person's voice can't weigh out 9,999 others. Well, it appears to have. And we love you here. No, oh, that's bullshit. That's the effectiveness of the troll. I'll be the first one to say, when people tell me I suck, I, I can hear 9,999 say it doesn't suck. And if one says it sucks, it sucks. And then you go, ah, Fuck. And then you try to forget about it and you move on. That's it. You try not to let it, uh, let them know. And you, you try not to enable the trolls and let them know that they've been successful in wrecking your day. You just shut up and you move on. Somebody needs to tell this little twat that. You saw Osaka reference that 2001 incident where Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams, they were all subjected to jeers and booing and heckling. And <gasps> Oh my God! Ultimately won, and that led to the Williams sisters boycotting this tournament until Serena returned in 2015. Osaka has been outspoken about maintaining her mental health <clears throat> while dealing with tennis's pressure. Yeah, yeah. Next well, I, I'm sure this is going to help the next time. They know, they know that if they're rooting for the opponent, all they got to do is say something like "Naomi, you suck," and she is going to be ruined. Holy shit, that was ugly, man. Jeez. Fucking horrible. All right. Uh, Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. Here's what happened yesterday. Okay. Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. I did, did a crossover episode with um, Jason Teary. And uh, first of all, it's like 10 minutes before I've got to leave. And I'm like, Okay, this is perfect. I'm just uh, I'm just ready to go right now, and uh, I'm I'm heading out the door. And I I put his uh, address in the thing, and then it says you'll be there in 20 minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did he move? I could have swore he lived like right in the next town over. I live in Hudsonville. He lived in Jenison. I got oh okay. And then uh and then it dawns on me he lives in Granville, and so I call him up. I go, dude, uh, did you move? No. Oh, it, it says you live in Granville. Yeah, I've always lived in Granville. Well. Oh my God, I, I thought you were closer than me. I'm going to be late. So I'm late. I get to his place. The studio's down in the basement. I walk in and there were two of the meanest dogs I have ever seen in my entire life in this residence. And these little, uh, I think one's name is, uh, it doesn't matter what their names are, but what, uh, they, they're, they're, they're small dogs, okay? And, um, holy shit, he had them in, in cages and thank God, because I've, I was extremely intimate. That's what it is. Franklin and Winston. Winston is the smaller one and Winston looked to be the most vicious. Um, and Franklin was kind of going along with it. And just the, I mean, the, the, yes, it was a small, high-pitched bark, but it was aggressive as shit. These two wanted to eat me. I'm like, who could love these assholes? What is going on here? What What do you do to your dogs here that makes them? Th these dogs should not even be in a home. 
you you should have you should have like gone to a field years ago and opened up the car door and said, "Go ahead, head on, head on out the road, uh, enjoy your life, run free." These dogs, there is no, there can't possibly be a good side to these asshole dogs. And he even said, he goes, "Yeah, they're assholes." Like, how the fuck does this even happen? What what happens to the dog? To make it such a dick. What did you do to the dog? Did, 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 you, did you not pet it? Did you not take it for a walk? Did you not feed the dog? Do you, you beat the dog? How does that even take place? And so, you know, and, and this is really weird. Because the dog, um, or the, like, like, like the show is all about um, honesty and, and, and being uh, transparent and shit like that. And. And you would think that that uh, treating of your fellow man in the sweet, respectable way that they do on the show would translate to dog ownership, but clearly it's all fucked up. I uh, I think I should do some type of like, uh, uh, is there a dog CPS that you can call? Okay, because these dogs have to be being like abused or something like that. I there, there's no way. I've never seen more aggressive dogs in mine. They're sitting there going, and they wouldn't stop. And I'm like, hey, hi, friend. I'm like, I love dogs. I, I, I can speak to dogs. Dogs love me. All dogs love me. Not these dogs. These are fucking sicko, wacko, kook dogs you have. I want you to know that right now. Your dogs are the worst dogs in the world, I've never seen two more aggressive dogs. If you had a room full of uh, uh, pit bulls that were being used in dog fighting, they would have been intimidated by these two asshole dogs of yours. Holy shit. Was that rough? Oh, I am not even kidding. I should get, I should have gotten video of it. Sat, went downstairs to the studio have an anxiety attack about who are these podcasts featuring me and cringe of the week. Turns out it was no problem again, size of the problem here. Um, and then we had a hell of a time. Great show. Um, despite the, the horrible one room away, these murdering, uh, teeny tiny land sharks, we had a hell of a show, successful, fun, uh, it moved really well. The time, I cannot believe it was like an hour of conversation because it felt like 10 minutes. We screamed through it and you got to hear it. It is, uh, there's actually some really funny moments and uh, these guys love to make you uncomfortable. And he even says that to me ahead of time. He says to me, you ready? Hey, you ready to get uncomfortable? I'm like, you know what you're talking to? I make myself uncomfortable every single day. There's no way you could make me uncomfortable. You know what I'm uncomfortable about? These fucking uh, bloodthirsty hounds that are, uh, you know, uh, feet away from me in these cages. All I need is one of your kids to let them out of the cage. And oops, um, if I would have heard those little fuckers running down the steps, I'd have gotten on top of that table. Oh, man, that was rough. Anyway... That show is going to be released Friday. Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. Get it wherever you get podcasts. Uh, or go to their uh, website, threadspodcast.com, and listen to it. 
Thank you to Terry for sending along this story. The Attorney General of Michigan is Dana Nessel. And um, she, she strikes me as kind of like a very normal person who happens to be a Democrat. So um, a lot of Republicans hate her because of that. You got a Democratic governor and a Democratic attorney general. And during COVID, they let their Wonder Twins power activate. And they did their thing. Um, Much to the chagrin of many. Now, I like Nestle. Uh, I think she's done a hell of a job. She's doing uh, a, a lot to bust criminal pedophile priests, criminal pedophile Boy Scout leaders. That's like a huge part of her time uh, as the attorney general. Uh, as you know, I've got a very strong opinion about uh, COVID and how uh, all the mandates were uh, absolutely appropriate and necessary. The lockdown was absolutely a thing of beauty i'm still very impressed uh despite threats of death and violence by various assholes that these two stuck to their guns i wish uh they were able to continue that uh, but the republican-led legislature uh, neutered the power so that kind of died away and uh, whimpered if you will so um hell if, if i in a perfect world We'd still be locked down now. That would make me happy. I can't even get behind that joke. I'm just kidding. But uh, in the end, I, I completely supported all that shit. So I love Nestle. And when I saw the video of Nestle shit-faced at the football game, I was like, this is awesome. She's like everybody else. This is great. And so she actually embraced her drunkenness with a hilarious comment about it. And... um all the people on the right were like, oh my God, can you believe it? She drinks alcohol and made a huge deal about this. Now, uh, who gives a shit? Who doesn't do that? I want to see a politician not give a shit and post pictures of themselves drunk. That is fucking sweet. And she didn't even post the picture. Someone else posted it and she just kind of rolled with it. Um, Shit, I had a story and that kind of left on me. This story, though, um, hang on, there's an advertisement. I got to get through it. It's a 15-seconder. It's a 15-seconder. No big deal. There was a uh, St. Patrick's Day party in an area of of Detroit called Corktown. And, uh, you know, neighborhood people hanging out and the band playing. It's a good time at the big parade. Well, she's walking along the parade route waving at people and uh somebody says come to a shot and they pour a shot and she takes she knocks back a shot of, of uh, irish whiskey at the corkdown st patrick's day parade and somebody takes a picture and she's uh she she tweeted it out she tweeted uh, out herself as she's taking a shot of whiskey so yet another reason to love nestle so this is cool and then in this story though I think even though uh, the ones of you in the audience who hate Dana Nessel, and that's fine. I don't give a shit who you like or hate. Even you are going to be supportive of Dana Nessel in this story right here. Uh, seriously. Oops. 
on her personal page showing herself taking a shot of whiskey, saying okay. she didn't know those in okay, the let photo. me start over. St. Patrick's Day Parade in Corktown on Sunday, Attorney General Dana Ness... And I can't see shit. Photo Hold on her on. personal page showing herself taking a shot of whiskey. St. Patrick's Day Parade in Corktown on Sunday, Attorney General Dana Nessel tweeted a photo on her personal page showing herself taking a shot of whiskey, saying she didn't know those in the photo, but when you get offered a shot of whiskey during the parade, you take it. She soon deleted the photo, but later retweeted a screenshot of it, adding, quote, If you aren't willing to have at least one shot of Jameson at the Detroit St. Patrick's Day Parade, you are one, underage, two, driving, three, a recovering alcoholic, four, Muslim or Mormon, four, doing it totally wrong come at me people for everyone else okay so it's a joke uh you can't drink if you're underage you can't drink if you're driving you can't drink or you shouldn't drink if you're a recovering alcoholic you shouldn't drink if you're a muslim or a mormon I, I don't know about that maybe who cares or you're just doing or uh, she wrote four four doing it totally wrong come at me people i love that that's fucking cool that is an insensitive and hilarious joke who gives a fuck right Happy St. Patrick's Day. Looking at the tweet, what was you know, your first thought uh, when, when you saw it? All right. So this dude, the reporter, sets up Miss Woke here with the stupid glasses. What was your first thought looking at the tweet? Ouch. <laughs> Dr. Deirdre Pitts teaches diversity, equity, and inclusion courses oh. at Oakland University's medical school. Gross. Singling out protected groups could be seen as offensive. And what she did was, you know, place the... Had fun microaggression in a tweet placed a microaggression in a tweet that's that's something that only someone like this uh hypersensitive uh wound up asshole would say a microaggression that's not a microaggression i don't even know what a fucking microaggression is okay it's just having fun that's a joke. Shut up, asshole. Regression in a tweet. The tweet has also received backlash in part because the attorney general's recent history with social media, including a post this fall admitting to being passed out drunk at the Michigan-Michigan State football game. She got to be careful because this is going to become an issue uh, in the upcoming election. Political. Oh, shut up, dick. Commentator Adolph Mongo says her post about Adolf Mongo. His name is Adolf Mongo. Oh, come on. This this story gets better by the second. Political commentator Adolf Mongo says her post about drinking could be a campaign ad this fall when Nestle is up for re-election. If somebody was running against her, they, they got a lot of ammunition. And they're not even going to talk about the real issues uh, in this state. They're going to talk about her issues. Responses to the tweet were somewhat mixed. Some took offense to it, but many others, like this comment, said, quote, I find it refreshing to find a public official with a good sense of humor. However, Dr. Pitts said, although likely not intentional, the tweet was still insulting. She needs to recognize that the what she put in the tweet was was harmful and hurtful. In a I wish I was her because I double down. I'd say I'd like to say too bad or I'm going to do it again or whatever. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Apologize immediately um, because the comments were offensive. If you, it'll, it'll go away if you say you're sorry. Yeah, so you telling her to say sorry, like, why would that make it better? Why, why would it just because the world tells her to say sorry, would that make it better? Because that doesn't mean they're sorry. That just means that you're, you're getting uh, her to do what you want her to do. How, how would that make it better? It wouldn't make it better at all.
It's like I've said to you many times. The only time I ever said sorry was because I knew that I was in trouble. So fuck that shit. No, double down, triple down. Although this Twitter account is verified with over 100,000 followers, it is not the official Attorney General Twitter account. It is Dana Nessel's personal account, which is used more for her campaign. We did reach out to her campaign, and a spokesperson said they have nothing to add. Nice. I'm Brett Cast, 7 Action News. That's what you do. You don't let these assholes push you around. Fucking sweet. Man, very, very cool. All right, so that's Dana Nessel. Yet another reason to love Dana Nessel. And she's hot and does hot lesbian things. Now, oh my God. What a what a stunning, stunning uh, uh, group of, of, of incredible leaders we have in this great state. And I know you all agree with me. Between Whitmer and Nessel, what a couple of babes. Holy moly. Man, just, I mean, take it from me, a fellow gay, right? Ah, all right. Um, got a uh, word about my friends at gift of life, Michigan. That's a weird transition. Hey, let's talk about, uh, all that shit. Hey, now a word for gift of life, Michigan. 37 million people in the United States are estimated to have chronic kidney disease. As many as nine out of 10 are not aware they have chronic kidney disease. If you are diabetic or have high blood pressure, you are at higher risk for developing kidney disease. Why does this come up? Well, March is a national, uh, kidney month. And so, uh, it is very important that there be a, well, an increasing number of donated kidneys. And I'm not talking about a live donation. Uh, I'm talking about in the unlikely event that you pass away. I'm going to be doing an interview uh, sometime this week with a family uh, whose son and brother passed away and donated his heart. Uh, actually, all of his organs and the, amount, the, the number of lives that were affected. My point in all of this is I want you to be added to the donor registry. So Gift of Life Michigan is who I'm working with. Now, if you very simply go to giftoflifemichigan.com, um, I'm sorry, giftoflifemichigan.org, and then click on Become a Donor, you will be able to take these necessary steps to um, save up to eight lives and improve the lives of uh, more than 150 more with tissue and cornea donations. When you get to the page, it's going to say become a donor. You click on that just like this, and there you go. Um, Register now via the National Donate Life Registry. And this form is all it takes. You can be done with this by the time I get done doing the ad. Fill out your donor form. You cannot take this with you. Please, please, please. If you are not in the state of Michigan, just a couple of keystrokes, you can find your states and you too can become a, uh, a donor of your organs in the uh, unlikely event that you uh, pass away. So I just wanted to make sure that everybody uh, was aware of that. And I'm proud to be a key supporter and helper for my friends over at Gift of Life Michigan.
Tyler says Eric wants to be in the middle of a Whitmer Nestle sandwich. Um, <clears throat> only if Diana was involved. I want to like walk into the house and then Diana is is in between Whitmer. It's a big scissor fest between Whitmer and Nestle. And then so you got the redhead and the brunettes. And then um, you know, Nestle's wife is there filming. And then um I'll slap five with Mr. Whitmer. And then we'll, uh, he'll have to sit and watch while I'll take, I'll get in on that action. That's how that's going down in my twisted mind. Oh my God. Uh, Corey in Maine says, I want my organs put into jars like the ancient Egyptians. What? Come on, man. How'd you like to be, uh, excavating the archeological site and opening up that jar? Like, what the fuck is this? Thank you to Blue Frost IT, online at bluefrostit.com. The managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is what I'd like you to do. If you uh, work for a small or medium-sized business and the uh, thought process is, hey, we need a tech upgrade, all you need to do is reach out to Blue Frost IT, 616-200-8550, and uh, sit down with Alan from Blue Frost IT, He's going to ask you about what is making your business work and uh, and basically get the uh, tech requirements for your new IT setup and then uh, let him run out the ground balls as to what you need to purchase uh, to make the improvements to your business. So if you're looking for an upgrade, uh, don't do it on your own. You might buy too much, too little, or not the right stuff. Uh, uh, buy it through, well, you're going to buy it anyway. Do a complimentary consultation with Blue Frost IT and have them help you every step of the way. After it all gets set up and they'll help you with that too, you can then transition over to managed work. Uh, and then they can be your IT department and you just pay them a few bucks each month and you're good to go. If anything happens, you get in the weeds. I do this myself. Uh, if I ever have any issue, technically, I call Alan from Blue Frost IT, and he can either be at my residence to fix it, my business, or he can do it remotely. Blue Frost IT, the best, number one in West Michigan, 616-200-8550. Okay, some of you are like, man, I've always wanted to get my uh, pistol license, to be able to carry my uh, uh, pistol concealed. You need to think about, Prince Arming, okay? Gun school happens each and every month with my friends at Prince Arming. And uh, there is a class coming up this month. I believe it's over two days. So what you're going to do is go to princearming.com or the Prince Arming Facebook page. I take it back. It's all in uh, one fell swoop. Saturday, March 26th, the day before the big paintball war, the CPL CCW class at Prince Arming is going to be doing it in Allendale, Michigan. If you want to pay 125 bucks and sign up for this class, you can do it all online, either at princearming.com or the Prince Arming Facebook page. You get done with the class. You uh, can then apply for your pistol license in the great state of Michigan. And then, uh, yeah, you're well on your way. You got to take the class. That's the first step. The first step is not buying a gun. First step is taking the class. 
Prince Arming. Thank you so much. If you need more information, reach out to Steve Prince at 616-204-1705. That's 616-204-1705. It's a bummer. I'm out of water. Scott Hall is dead. Wrestling fans are mourning. A member of the NWO with Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan. Inducted twice into the WWE Hall of Fame. uh, Both as a uh, solo wrestler and once with the NWO. I guess recently he had a series of heart attacks. And, uh, well, that's about all he could take. And he was on life support. And, uh, well, the family uh, said, all right, we're going to take him off life support. And Kevin Nash posted a really sweet uh, goodbye to him. And that that was incredible. And, uh, And that's it. Scott Hall passes away at, I think, 63. So a lot of the a lot of our uh, friends that uh, are huge wrestling fans, they're all bummed out about this shit. And I, I mean, I get it. It seems like there's no such thing as an old wrestler these days, uh, for one reason or another. Whether it be just the pounding that they take, the uh, mental health concerns, the CTE, the drugs, the steroids. You are uh, living a uh, uh, on a shortened fuse, I think. Is uh, is I mean, it's just it's just remarkable the amount of uh, wrestlers who've died. And I remember when they started to die. I remember, or at least when I started to pay attention, it's like, holy shit, man, these guys all die very, very young. And when they um, and when they they do uh, reach the later stages of their lives, it seems like it's shitty. Oh God. I don't know the price of fame. I think uh, uh, the WWE has gotten more sensitive to that and has tried to incorporate a different standard so that these performers can live safer lives and actually not be completely fucked up when they're old. Uh, WWE is saddened to learn the two-time WWE Hall of Famer Scott Hall has passed away. Extend our condolences to his family, friends, and fans. Uh, originally, Razor Ramon is when he uh, he got popular in the nineties. Big dude, like six foot four, six is he six four, six five? He might have even been bigger than that. Big giant dude. I was looking at some of the stats of these wrestlers. Fuck, man, it's like they're Great Danes. Great Danes live short lives. This Kevin Nash is six foot eleven. Holy shit! Another. I think he played basketball at Tennessee. Um, when I was researching this, I saw um, this image of Kevin Nash, and they describe it as, uh, the reason I retired was I was deformed and crippled. And I'll show it to you in a second. This knee replacement and two years of rehab and training has been brutal. Just get, just get my hips, he says. I think he might mean just got my hips. So... Like in this picture right here of Kevin Nash. Um, he's in his 60s. He's still very formidable in his upper body, but look at his lower body. I mean, it, it, look at that deformed leg. 
That's as bad as that MMA fighter the other uh, on yesterday's show. And I guess uh, here he is. Maybe he's uh, he's gotten a little bit of that strength back. They still look wonky as shit. He's very top-heavy. But it's ta- it's been a long road back for that guy. This dude's a handsome dude, though. Look at Scott Hall. or uh, Not Scott Hall. Look at Kevin Nash. Oh, my God. That is a handsome, handsome dude. He might be able to live a long time. If, um, but you know, a lot of times these wrestlers, man, there's, uh, his pal Scott Hall right here. This is these guys in their heyday. Look at him. Check him out. But, um, when I was doing, uh, like I said, I was doing research for this story. Um, Scott Hall talks about, um, Inside the wildlife of Scott Hall from killing a man in a nightclub, addiction battles and infamous and the infamous plane ride from hell. Um, if you've ever watched uh, some of the wrestling documentaries that exist out there, they there was one, I think Joey Williamson turned me on to it. It was only about, it was a documentary about the plane ride from hell in which they were flying like back from England for some wrestling event and they all got super shit-faced. And it just turned into a just complete debauchery and um, uh, sexual harassment of the crew and and lawsuits. And Scott Hall was fired after um, his behavior on the flight from hell. They say that Hall is widely considered to have revolutionized the ladder match. Is that, that's the one where they get on top of the fucking ladder or something like that. And they got to, I don't know. You got to, I guess I don't know what the fuck a ladder match is. I'm not going to act like I do and try to figure it out. Years before becoming famous, he shot a guy with the guy's gun. The guy pulled a gun on him. So Hall wrestled the gun away from the guy and then shot him with his own gun. Cops charged him with second-degree murder, but he said, no, no, no. This was self-defense. Charges were dropped because of lack of evidence. It sounds like he he did the right thing, in my opinion. Um, Recalling the incident, Hall said he smashed all the glass on his car. I walked outside. A security guard was there. He watches the cars. I said, where is he? Hall admitted the incident is burnt inside his brain. He said, you know, a guy pulled a gun on me and I took it away and shot him point blank with a 45 caliber. A guy's dead and I'm the reason this is bad. Uh, decades later, caught up in the plane ride from hell in 2002. Um, then he got fired from that. He was actually fired from the WWE for that one. Um, and then um, health concerns started taking drugs. He said he never started taking drugs until he met Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect. Is he dead too? I think he's dead too. The hell, all these guys are dead. Um, years after being fired by WWE, Hall checked into a rehab facility in 2010 as he tried to address his demons. Weeks later, he had a pacemaker and a defibrillator implanted into his chest. Uh Uh-oh. Battled double pneumonia, started having seizures before doctors diagnosed him with epilepsy. God. 
In 2011, treated for extremely low blood pressure. For those of you keeping score at home, what's that term? What's that term? Not hypertension, but hypotension. His hospitalization came amid rumors that he had overdosed claims he, which his representative vehemently denied. Uh, Hall of Fame 2014. Um, in his acceptance speech, Hall said, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. He was known as the bad guy. Uh, years after receiving his Hall of Fame induction, the, he was uh, hospitalized earlier this month. He had a bad fall, and uh, some say he had a busted hip. According to Jerry Lawler. His hospitalization came just weeks before he was due to make several appearances in Dallas, Texas in the run-up to WrestleMania 38. Then, March 12th, three heart attacks. Underwent hip surgery last week. Uh, Said to have suffered a serious setback when a blood clot got loose. And then, uh, that was it. Took him off life support yesterday. That's a bummer. Terribly sad. Rest in peace to Scott Hall. I know some of you are like crying. You wrestling fans, you're like, holy shit, this is like the end of the world. Hold on a second. Dale texted me. He wanted to know if we're doing trivia. Uh, Kevin Kuyper's brother, Matt, will be joining me on trivia at 1030 today. Uh, Eastern Eastern, uh, Daylight Time. We've made the switch to Eastern Daylight Time. Did anybody die after the switch to Eastern Daylight Time? Isn't that uh, what what we hear about? You're going to die because we switched the clocks back. We sprung forward or whatever the fuck. Shut up. Okay. I've got um, a word with Amanda coming up. And I've got Jason Rogers sent a fantastic email and the asshole of the day. As we now talk about the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. My God, 231-332-6505. If you are in the market for a mortgage, uh, please include Mario in your fact-finding mission. Or just call him up and say you're hired. Eric Zane sent me. I understand that some of these uh, businesses that are on the show, you might want to be like, well, I kind of want to just test it out. I mean, I talk about that with Joe Martinez all the time. Go ahead and get a couple more estimates. That's fine. Uh, he's going to beat it. You're going to want to go with him. He's the absolute best. Uh, same thing with Mario. Just tap into his resource. Ask him some questions. Uh, do your diligence if you need to. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you're just tuning in, Eric, why are you standing on one leg with your other leg sticking out in some weirdo yoga pose? Yeah, I've been doing this more and more. Uh, being seated for this long uh, continuously, I'm going to be like fucking Scott Hall if I'm not careful. You know, it's, 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 uh, my body is deteriorating the same way Scott Hall's has been, had been uh, falling apart. That's terrible. 231 332 6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage and MLS number 3035. You can get into a mortgage. If you got great credit, this is easy. You know that. 
But not all mortgage guys are created equal. Some just don't want to work with somebody who's got a shitty credit score. Uh, that's That happens, you know? Um, but some of you need some extra TLC, and that's what Mario is all about. And he's going to help you get through this, and he's going to help you improve your credit score because that first loan, that's not going to be the one you stay in. After you pay on that and make your on-time payments for a year and a half, you're going to move up in the world. Uh, have Mario help you, man. 231-332-6505. Okay. My pal Frank the Tank Fuss. Um, he's locked in with me for the year. And I am so very, very appreciative of that. And I want, there's several different areas uh, of the insurance world that he can help you in. But um, he really wants me to stress that, I mean, I understand that a lot of the people that listen to my show are not 65 and older. If you are, this is directly aimed at you. But for those of you who know someone is 65 or older, they take advantage of the Medicare plan, okay, for their insurance. Um, if they're retired, I should say. You know, some of them are not retired at 65. God help us all. Oh, God. Um, but for those who are taking um, advantage of the Medicare plan, you need to have someone in your quarter, corner to help you navigate all of that. That's tricky. It's very, very tricky. And you can screw that up. Frank, what he offers is free, and it's his expertise to make sure you get the most bang for your buck for what you're paying for. Your Medicare, your insurance, you need the right insurance. If you don't have the right insurance, you could be screwed. I use this example all the time. He found out that my brother-in-law, the NFK, who is on Medicare because of his disability, um, his surgery was happening for his neck. And that was a $91,000 surgery. Okay. And he goes, let me do a checkup on his Medicare plan. And he came back. He goes, Eric, this is not right. I don't know who signed him up for this when he did start utilizing this, but this is wrong. And he's going to get stuck with a massive bill of that 91,000, 20% of it. That would have crushed him. Um, he goes, and he worked his magic and he did it all for Kevin. And he goes, and you need to put the uh, surgery off till the year 2022, which we did. If Frank had not done that, the NFK would have been in for 20% of 91G, okay? Uh, as it was, the surgery cost Kevin $1,300 after what Frank did and made sure he was in the right plan. He's a Medicare Advantage plan expert. Please, please, please do this. 616-914-4070. Call him or text him. If you get lost on any of this, and I can't believe you can, um, reach out to me and I will hold your hand through the process. I do that all the time with my sponsors. I will introduce you personally. 616-914-4070. Last but not least, go see a comedy show. Go to fullhousecomedy.com. Uh, pretty much comedy Wednesday through Saturdays now. Sometimes Thursday through Saturdays. Sometimes Thursday through Sundays. But there's comedy uh, all over West Michigan. Under the umbrella of full house comedy. And all the houses are full. It could be at one of the uh, uh, venues like uh, Rockford Lanes, uh, Billy's Lounge, the Listening Room, part of Studio C, downtown Grand Rapids. Could be Back Alley Comedy Club, part of uh, Sherman Bowling Center, the Park Theater, Creston Brewing. These are all full house comedy venues. Uh, get the uh, locations and the shows and the talent at fullhousecomedy.com. Okay. 
Zaniac Amanda has had it. She's right there. She is at a key point in her young life. You're a very young lady. You've got so much life ahead of you. But man, she's just dying to get someone to tell her, get your shit together, woman. What are you doing? And she really is. She is sick and tired of, um, well, she's got a weight issue, and that's what she said. She said, I'm sick and tired of being fat, and I need somebody to help me with it. She goes, I love it when you kick my ass, Eric Zane. But the problem is, it's not sticking. I need it to stick. I need to make a mark. Now, yesterday was her anniversary of a procedure that she had. Um, I, I don't know if it's a lap, lap, uh, lap belt surgery, lapectomy, or I don't know, whatever it is to sh- make your stomach smaller. Same thing Jason Schaefer had. Well, the problem is she's had difficulty doing the things you're supposed to do post-surgery, exercise regularly, eat appropriately. Those things haven't happened. So she's like, ah, and she has all of the knowledge. I mean, this woman has it all. She's got it all up here. And I mean, she's like a walking book. She actually walks around with these uh, uh, diet affirmations, like in her in her uh, 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 purse about why, how this is important and why she needs, you know, just you know, tricks of the trade to help you. You have all the tools. You just have to now implement them, young lady. And I want, this is all, this is my only advice for you. Just do it one day at a time. This is what we tell each other in, in, uh, in our 12-step meetings. Just worry about today. That's all you got to do. Today is, the, don't, don't worry about a week. Who gives a fuck about that? That'll, that'll drive you crazy. Who gives a shit? We're only concerned about today. Today, you're going to do awesome. You're going to give yourself a little exercise, walking a little bit, maybe some masturbation. I don't know what you do for exercise, but you must do something. And uh, be patient. Please be patient with yourself. Give yourself a break. And then spend the successful day And then when you lay your beautiful head down to rest, you know you've done something amazing. Probably a negative balance. You've burned more than you've taken in. So you're going to be uh, smaller when you uh, wake up tomorrow than you were today. And then do it again. And then talk about uh, maybe write down the uh, wonderful successes you've had and the great things that have taken place and these little victories. They all make up big victories. And then before you know it, it snowballs and you've got momentum and you're doing so fantastic. And then you, you're seeing noticeable changes and people are pointing it out and you got to go buy all new clothes. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. But big problem to have, you know, good problem to have. So that's what's going to happen. There is no doubt. You have all of the tools in place. I can see it. I can tell. You're fed up. You've got a great attitude about it. Now just go do it today. Today. You've you've already started. You didn't you didn't even need us. You didn't need Jason telling you to offering accountability. In fact, this is what I feel about accountability. It's bullshit. Quit looking to others. Quit looking to all the people you know to point a finger at you. We don't care. We want... You got to do it. We got our own fucking shit to take care of. We're not going to take care of you. You do it. That way, when you're successful, and you will be, 
you'll be like, I did this. I, I fucking did this shit. Okay? You're in charge. Now go do it. Okay? I'll check in on you from time to time, but uh, I, I, I'm fucked up too. This is you. You can do this. I know you can. You know? Very, very patient with yourself. And you've got this group that loves you too. We, and that's what we'll do. That's, that's the type of encouragement you'll get from us. Is that you can absolutely do this. I imagine there's been several comments that are uh, very, very helpful. Chris says one day at a time, a little extra every day. Get those carbs out of your body, Jason says. You'll start feeling a lot better. Uh, Jason says a snowball means something different to her. What? Yeah, I believe that too. Dean says if you lose two pounds a month, that's 24 pounds a year. You didn't gain all that in six months. Don't try to take it off quickly. Exactly. Yes, that's the whole patience thing. Crank says, I'm still here to help you, Amanda, as we all are. I, sh- I shouldn't say uh, no one's going to help you, but don't become so dependent that if you don't hear from someone, you you can't do it. You absolutely can do this. Come on. I know you can. All right. Ooh, look at that. Andrew says, if you want to stop by after work, sometimes we can go for walks. Oh, my God. The sexual power of you two together? Wow. I imagine if you two are walking together, all right, you'll you'll walk by someone's house and there'll be like a guy in there and all of a sudden like he'll go, and he'll just jizz randomly. And he'll be like, what the fuck just happened? I just jizzed, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be careful with that. Uh, Walk in one of those secluded far out of the way places, you know, and be on the lookout. If you're in the Cedar Springs area of those sick fucks, you know, the, the guys that live there might just try to uh, put it right in your asshole, uh, as you walk by. So that's, that's actually good. Andrea says we are in the boonies and that's, that's very, very good. Very, very good. <clears throat> all right so there you go i don't even know if you're in the room right now i i doubt you are because you'd be talking but if i'm sure you'll hear this later but that that's cool that's cool you'll get there but just try to make it through today that's all you got to do worry about today and yeah i don't want to i don't want to like uh inundate you with tips and tricks and do this and do that you know what to do You've been told, go back and recover what your physician told you when you got the procedure. Look at old emails. Look up recipes. Do what you already know how to do, but implement it. Don't just sit there and play with your sex toys. All right? Okay. Um, Side note, speaking of uh, Andrea... On the back of her truck, she has a bumper sticker that says, a little head never hurt anybody or something to that effect. I'm like, my God, what the fuck? And this is what it looks like. It's a uh, the type of silhouette of a human that you might see going of a man going to the bathroom. You know, a stick figure. 
shadow silhouette with a very small head. So, yes, that's funny. I admit it. That is funny. A little head never hurt anybody. I just I just picture, though, you driving around and, you know, there's a mom driving the 13-year-old boy or girl in the car. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Come on. Ugh. Hilarious, yes. Uh, Eric Zane, the new Richard Simmons. The gays have been waiting for someone to take over. LOL. I love my gay friends. I'm telling you. I, I think I was just, when I was young, um, if, if I would have had one gay experience, it would have been so great that I would be full-on gay right now. I believe that. Okay. I want to read an email. Jason sent this along. It was very kind of him to write this. New Patreon member. Subject line. Eric! I've just signed up for Patreon. Finally. I've been free a freeloading piece of shit for years. Well, that's not freeloading. If you were getting the Patreon for free, that would be freeloading, but you're not. So you're, that's not freeloading. I've been meaning to sign up forever. Just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for always being there for me. And I'm sure I can speak on behalf of the Zaniacs that you've been there for all of us over the years. Well... Very kind. Uh, I I would say the same thing about all of you. I've been listening to you since 2008 um, when you were with Free Beer and Hot Wings. He wrote the twins because I used to refer to them as the twins. Well, they are the twins. Uh, When you were with the twins out of the Albany market. Ever since then, you have been there for me when you didn't know it. I've been through a lot of crap over the years and one of the few things that kept me sane was well zane thank you whenever i'd be at the end of my rope i'd listen to the show that day and laugh my ass off i'm currently going through another terrible patch in my life but i know that i have you every day to make me laugh and because of you i also have Stu, ben and brett to make me laugh through the dark times You know, you should add to that Threads podcast. And you should add to that Just Chirpin'. You've got a powerhouse of great people there. And throw in a side of who are these podcasts while you're at it. I just want to say that you're a big part of my life. Every day I look forward to listening to the show and interacting with the other Zaniacs. Recently, I started joining the Zaniac Zoom. That reminds me, I need to be on that. And it's been nothing but help for me. An escape from what's been going on. You know, Jason, I certainly hope that when you say what's going on, it isn't like uh, four abducted children in a well in your basement that you um, put the lotion in the basket and give to them. Just saying. Thank you again for all that you do for us. Oh, come on. Not just the fans, but all that you do in the community every year. Your selflessness is admirable. All right, now he's laying it on a little thick. Now I'm like, ah, come on. He says, all right, enough inflating your ego. Ha ha, just want to let you know, you and, the, and your crazy whack pack family 
have always been there for me and for all of us. Thanks again, Zaner, Zaner, uh, Zaniac Jason R. P.S. Feel free to share this on the podcast. Thumbs up. Well, there you go, Jason. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, the email is the only feedback I get really on the show. Um, I don't I don't really hunt around too much these days for any other type of feedback because I really, I mean, uh, I, I, I might put something on Facebook and look at the comments, but I don't interact with the comments. That's my own rule. And frankly, I only look at my own Facebook page these days. I am now finishing up week three of uh, self-isolating like North Korea. I don't look at anything else. I don't pay attention to anything else. And it's made me realize I wasted a tremendous amount of time when I did pay attention to all those things. So always reach out to me via email if you ever want to get to me directly. Or if you have my cell phone, you can always send me a text. That's cool, too. A lot of people do have my cell phone number. So there you go. Um, I have to end with the asshole of the day, though. Who is our asshole of the day? Reminder on Patreon, I will be uh, featuring Dale and um, Matt Kuypers. Kevin Cutie Patootie's brother, Matt. Hey, this is Matt from Waylon. When I'm not doing a vocal fry, I'm playing smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Uh, Tom Brady was the asshole of the day yesterday. Who was the asshole of the day today? We had that gay man who wanted me to have sex with him. Um, whoever busted the fucking seat on the limousine, that was bad. How is that not fixed? Bosco's last night. Tim Mayer wants you to work for him at Shoreliner Striping. Lady or gentleman can apply for that job. I think Andrea wants to apply. Um, I think I have my asshole of the day. Right. They are. They are. Naomi Osaka's parents for making such a weak, thin skinned brat. Naomi, you suck. No, you really do. You're kind of fucked up. Screw you. That is your asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. Special thanks to the Schaefers. I see you for uh, giving me a fresh supply of trivia cards that they found in their house. I love you. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast. It's been a lot of fun, as it always is, and I'll check you out on Patreon. P-A-T-R-A-O-N.com slash Eric Zane. Sign up for just one month. And if you like it, you can convert it to a yearly. I want to see, I want to see some new people over there. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Now the purple now is a perfect time for you to sign up and a purple time. See ya. Thank you.
so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.